Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast after a slightly longer break than usual. Um, as you can hear, once again, Daryl is failing to join us because he has better things to can do. Can we just say Daryl's no longer part of the podcast? He's fucked off. <laughs> yeah. He don't listen. He don't come on. So, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, so you got me leading the way again this week. And I'm joined by James and Jamie. How are you both doing, lads? Mm, good, good, pretty good, thank you. Good, good. Yeah, good. it was good. I was going to say, like, I was away on holiday and I was like, are these going to organise a podcast? And it just never materialised. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> One of us is away, clearly this never happens. <laughs> it's just, just not meant to be, is it? Um, but yeah, obviously we are back here. Since we've been gone, we've had two fixtures. We've had the Europa League draw. Uh, and we play tomorrow night as we record in the FA Cup. So we'll get through as much as we can, as quickly as we can. That is quite a lot um, of stuff, isn't it? We've got loads to talk about. So we'll crack straight on. Um, we'll talk briefly about the Newcastle game because we haven't spoken about it yet, but we will keep it fairly brief. Obviously, it was a fairly disappointing result. But against the side that have been really resurgent um, since the January transfer window, uh, Jamie, obviously, as you were there, what did you make of the game? Uh, coming forward, we looked poor, like we've said probably for the last three or four games. Uh, Antonio was a donkey all game. We were pretty useless. Our goal came from a set piece, which isn't a surprise. Uh, although the thing is, we don't look good going forward at the moment, the defence actually looked quite solid in my eyes. The defence looks really solid, like I trust it, like... I know everything with Zuma, but he's been such a massive addition since he came back. Since he came back from injury, he's played in six games for us. And in that time, we have conceded only five goals in six games. And that was a last-minute goal against Manchester United. Um, a mistake from Declan Rice against Newcastle. So our defence at the moment doesn't look a problem. Uh, I didn't... Yeah, like Newcastle's goal comes from a Declan Rice mistake. If that don't happen, we probably win the game. And that's rare as rocking all shit as it is, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. So all you can say is annoying that we make the mistake. But I think my biggest frustration from that game came from in the second half. It was fucking terrible. I've seen paint dry that was more enjoyable than that second half. It was bad. Jamie, you like you're in some chalet in our Ibiza. Somewhere. Uh, so <laughs> while I was away, my mum set up an office in our conservatory. So oh, this fair is enough. where I work and do all my stuff now. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I, I didn't see the Newcastle game. I was actually out for a friend's birthday that lunchtime. But when I saw the game back on match of the day that night, I think it really spoke volumes that the last highlight was on the 70th minute. And in a one-all draw you'd be expecting both teams to be going for it, especially in the position that both teams were in. Obviously, we're pushing for Europe. They're in a relegation scrap. You'd be thinking they'd be fighting tooth and nail to try and get a winner, but obviously it seemed not to be the case. Um, James, you obviously spoke about the Declan Rice mistake being rare as rocking or shit, which is a fantastic saying, by the way. I do love that saying. Um, but did you catch the game? Was there any other players that particularly caught your eye? Um, uh, to be fair, just basically mirror what Joey's saying really I didn't think I thought Antonio seemed sluggish uh, they all didn't seem like they were up for it really you wouldn't have thought they've had a week rest basically it was really uh not the greatest performance it looked like two even teams we looked at even 
to be fair. Newcastle looked like they were fighting mid-table as opposed to relegation. And we looked like we weren't fighting Europe. It looked like two mid-table teams having a clash. And and that just shows you what, what we can be like if people don't turn up. And, you know, just frustrated. I will, I will note, though, Newcastle at the moment are arguably the most informed team in the league outside of mm. Liverpool. Yeah. Four wins in their last five. The only team they haven't beat is us. Like... Massive. No one thinks they're getting relegated anymore. Like so, if you're putting the other side of the coin, they're in form, and we took points off them, which other teams haven't done recently. Yeah, you got to say the the, the signings of January have By the way, James, Thanks, thanks for the name at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to see how long it would take it's, you to notice. It took five minutes in twelve seconds for him to notice. I've been staring <laughs> at your ugly mug. That's why. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, nice. Their, their January signings obviously made the difference for them. Um, obviously, Trippier now is a big loss for them, but they seem to still be going without him. They were helped out this week with a, an early Brentford red card. Um, but yeah, so that's the Newcastle game. As I say, we'll keep it fairly short and sweet on that because it's it feels like a lifetime ago already. Um, so we'll move along now um, to the other game that we had in the interim, which was Sunday afternoon. Uh, as fellow European hopefuls, Wolves came to the London Stadium. Um, and I know you were both at this game, actually. James mm. got along as well. Um, and a decent 1-0 win, uh, in mm. my opinion. I think Antonio had his best game in months. Um, the midfield duo both put in good performances. And I was quite surprised, really, that Wolves didn't really threat that much. I know they had a, only had a few days rest because they played on Thursday against Arsenal. But... James, what did you, what did you make of the game as someone um, who saw it in the flesh? Do you know what? I thought defensively we were unreal the other day. We were so good. Like there was a few chances where for them I was thinking, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because I was just right, just get it out, get it out, get it out. But we like Zuma just cleared everything up and Cresswell did well getting forward. I thought Fournells did a really good job the other day of covering him because they, they played a back five, didn't they? Yeah, so, we changed the system, didn't we? Yeah, and for some point, Fournells was, was actually in line with the centre-backs and Cresswell was further forward than him. So Fournells, the, the wingers were really doing a good job at defending the other day. Um, I thought Antonio... I wouldn't say Antonio played amazing. I thought he had a better game. He, like... He played how we would expect him to play generally. He didn't overperform. He just played better. He just played to his expectation. He's where he's been so poor recently. I think like he made him look like he was better than he was. He did his job yesterday the other day. He held the ball up quite well. Mm. He played other players in. Um, there's still some final ball decisions which I'll just I mean, yeah, I was like smacking my head, like, why? Like the wrong option, but in the day, he did his job the other day and he was a bit of a handful for their defenders. But Rice, outstanding as usual. Zoom, I think for Diop did good in about the space of two minutes when he came on. I think Suchek had a good game too. I know he scored, but even without the goal, I thought he had an all right game. Yeah, it just shows you how much I love having Manu back. He, he just gives something, some, he also gives like an element of calmness on the ball. Like there's mm. almost like time stands still when he gets it. So we don't have to sort of rush so much. Um, I thought that was really well played. 
I thought Johnson had quite a solid game. I thought he could have beat the first man a bit better sometimes with his crossing, but um, he got forward in the right places quite often. And, you know, in the day, that's that's what we want. We want him to get down the other end of the pitch and get the balls in the box, create chances. And eventually one of them, Fournals, oh, was it Fournals' ball that did some absolutely world-class pass straight through the defenders? I think what, it might have been. For our goal? I think it might have been. It was might have even been a chance no, before that. Oh, he played a little like it, it was a good little pass. Yeah, it might not have been that. Then it might have been another pass somewhere else. I was just like, what a ball that was! It might or not might have just fizzled out to something else. I don't know. But yeah, overall, from my view, because I was behind the goal at the way end, uh, uh, sorry, in the corner next to the away fans, and uh, the view where I am, I, I was the other end of the to the goal. It was quite hard to tell if it had gone in. And I was like, oh, my God, it's in. <laughs> it's not like a delayed reaction. But yeah. overall, there. It makes its way around the ground. Yeah. At the end of the day, it was a massive, drastic improvement from Newcastle. Um, everyone seems to have found their mojo back a little bit. Good to see Suchek back on the goal-scoring sheet. Um, another clean sheet for Fabianski. Defence were unreal. Are you going to let uh, us talk about anything, James? Come away, come away unhappy. Come, come away! Sorry, come away! Happy, happy man. In fact, that was two minutes I spoke for Jamie. I was going to say that's quite short for you. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and, and James knows a thing or two about being short. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree uh, with pretty much everything you said there. I think it was a, a vast improvement uh, from what we saw in the Newcastle game. Um, I think one thing I, I will point out was how I think disappointing Wolves were both going mm. forward, but also defensively and especially for, for the goal. Suchek is in like three yards of space inside, like on the edge of the six-yard box, uh, which I think if I'm Jose Sa, I'm taking a long, hard look at my defence in front of me. Um, Jamie, who who stood out to you um, other than anyone else that sort of, obviously James went through most of the team, but any, anything else you want to add on? Uh, I, I yeah, apologise. The thing with Antonio was, I actually think that's his best game in a while. And it was more, I think as my dad said, my dad texted me and went, Antonio's still a problem. And I'm like, Antonio was arguably one of our better players on Sunday. And yes, look, he doesn't do the bread and butter things well. But when he's doing the stuff that he done on Sunday or right, at, you don't really mind the mistakes because... Ultimately, he's still bringing more than he's bringing down. It's more when he's not playing well, like he has been for the last two or three months, he brings fuck all. So, as I put to my dad, it's like, yeah, the bread and butter things aren't there. But you kind of, you put that to the back because you're like, he's brought a lot more to this game. And there was that little 15-minute period when after we scored where the game stretched and they needed a goal that he looked more dangerous. And obviously his hold-up play at the end of the game is very... The thing was, his hold-up play was okay. It was the pass after that was lacking. <laughs> yeah. Like, he could get the ball down, which is normally... That's even a nutshell, haven't it? But then it was like, he tried to play a cross-field pass into Declan Rice when he had an easy pass to Lanzini. And it's like, don't go for the wonder ball. Play the easy pass. Get those three yards up the pitch. Uh, the defence at the moment is just so solid. Uh, I know we conceded two and Leicester was a little bit shaky, but every other game so far recently, I think the defence has looked really solid. Um, 
Zuma and Dawson look really so good at the moment. They're doing really well. I always feel like we're going to be in a game because I don't think we're going to concede many, which is always a good thing because if you only concede one a game or you keep clean sheets, you're always in with a shot. I still think the attack lacked a bit of flair. I still didn't think we were great going forward. And I do genuinely believe if they score that chance just before half-time, we don't win. That was a massive miss. When, when that left um, Huang's foot, I just thought, oh, that's that's bottom corner bound. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. If that goes in, it's a completely different game at that point. The crowd gets nervous. It's tetchy. Mm. Uh, and there's going to be a lot more noise. Like the discontent will start it's, to fill the stadium. It's what Wolves are good at. They're good at playing deep, absorbing pressure, allowing low-quality shots. That's what they want. So it would have been, in my eyes, a different game. But yeah. I think, I think the changes they made as well helped us. No Jimenez, um, obviously Podence didn't start either. Mm. Uh, so some of those, I think, really worked in our favour. And we made the most of it. We took our chances, when, well, a chance when we got it, the one big one. Declan Rice's attempt that hit the post from uh, was, a, a similar was. position to the goal he scored at the end of the, yeah, the Watford in the 2019-20 season. Um but he struck it so well. And if that would have gone in, God, yeah. the, that would have been one that would have been replaying for years to come. Yeah. I uh, also think, yeah, just building off the defence, I think Fabianski's been solid recently as well. He's yeah. not had lots to do, but the things he has had to do, he's done well. Um, mm. Something I noticed in this game, his, his, the way he dealt with crosses was we had a real good command of his area. Um, and... I think the sort of pressure he was under at the start of the season when everyone was begging for Ariola to play has really uh, died down a little bit. So um, it's good I to see. Um, it was a step yeah. in the right direction, this game. Because before the game, I didn't think we'd win. It also felt like whoever lost this game, you can give up on top six. Like top six is out the window. By winning, I still don't think we get top six, but you give yourself a shot. Get yourself going. Wolves are out of it now for me. The last two results, this these over the last five days, killed them. Like you lost to two rivals, so it's a massive, massive win, huge. And I know we've got Liverpool on the weekend, but we needed that. Yeah, I think like if you look at the table now, so we're um, two points behind United, who's currently occupied fourth place. Arsenal are now the front runners um, by far and away. They're on the same amount of points as us, but having played three games less. Um, Spurs sit a further three points back with two games in hand on us, but then Wolves are now um, seven points off Man United, having played one fewer game. Um, but more importantly, they're five points behind Arsenal, having played two more games. So, yeah, I think they are pretty much out of the running now. I will say, though, if I remember reading correctly, the games in hand for Arsenal are not easy. I think they're against Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, one, Chelsea isn't it? and Liverpool. If I, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I think that's their games in hand. So, um, let me find that out and confirm, but... I know they've got three games in hand and they're in a good um, spot, but when you've got those sort of teams to play, 
Um, uh, you're right. It's away to Spurs and Chelsea and home to Liverpool. I'm sorry. They could easily walk away with zero points in them three games. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, but what you will say is it is in their hands. Yeah, um, 100%. It's, it's down to them at the, at the end of the day. So it will be interesting to see how that unfolds. Obviously, um, everyone's sort of looking at it from an FPL perspective as well and seeing when are these games going to take place. Um, it will be interesting to see how the fixtures fall uh, and when they foresee, because there's still a lot of things to be taken into account with European tyres and when they can be played and when they can't be played because they can't clash with certain European games and so much to get through uh, with regards to scheduling. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, does anyone else have anything left to, to speak about with either of these games before we take a break? Um, because when we do come back, we'll talk a bit Europa League and FA Cup. Now we're taking... <laughs> wow. wow. Now, let me say, now we've got 11 games left this season. Where do you think we will finish? Six, four, seven. What was that? I reckon six, four, seven. I reckon we'll, we might just scrape Europa again. Um, I, I, it's, I, I don't think it's a case of us dropping off as such. I just think, I think the momentum will still be okay. I think we'll still lose a couple of games. I think we'll still get some draws where we should have won. Uh, you know, we'll win quite handsomely in some of the games, but I do think that the teams that have got the games in hand won't lose the game in ha- games in hand as the season gets closer uh, towards the climax. Did you did you hear who Arsenal's three games in hands were, James? No, I didn't, sorry. Tottenham away, Chelsea mm-hmm. away, Liverpool at home. <sighs> the thing Tottenham. is with Arsenal though, you know, if it was at Anfield I'd be like, right, okay. But Arsenal at home tend to have a better record, don't they? Um, Tottenham, and that's a fifth flip of a coin. Um, Man, did you say the other one was Man City? Did you, no, Chelsea. Chelsea. Is that away as well? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you could possibly say that Chelsea would get the three points. You're looking at, I reckon they could possibly get, they could get three points from them three games. Though. Yeah. Three's probably what they want. If they get three from three, they'll probably take that. Three, ga- three points from three games. Um that still puts them how far in front? Three points, uh, four three points, points. Three points. That's what I mean. And it, and we've still got to play Arsenal at home, haven't we? That's going to be a massive game. That'll be a huge game. And hopefully it will be, it'll, hopefully it won't be a game that takes us level. Hopefully that'll be a game that takes us ahead by three points at that point. Because you never know, Arsenal could lose all three of these next three games. And... Mm. You know, then, 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 then games in hand all of a sudden. Uh, it's now Tottenham being thrown back in the mix as well as us, and we're all kind of level pegs again. Um, it's it's hard, so hard to call. It's it's very, very tight. Mm, um, I almost feel like last year was our chance that we missed with that one point at the end of the year, end of the season. But mm. um, I think this year the gap between fourth and fifth is going to be bigger than one or two points. I think it might be three or four. I think it'll end. be a bigger achievement this year if we get fifth. I think it'll be a much bigger achievement. But, yeah, in terms of how close it's been, I, I, possibly, yeah. I think... Can I just... I also think it'll be a bigger achievement because you've thrown in six Europa League games plus knockouts. 
cup yeah. run in the Carabao, potentially a cup run in the FA Cup. Like, 100%. Well, I'll throw that across. Yes, yeah. other teams haven't been as shit this year yeah. in general. No. So other teams have upped it, like Arsenal. Have, Arsenal have been a lot better. Um, Spurs have been better as well, arguably. Um, United, like, maybe not better, but obviously the change of manager and everything there so that what, they've gone through and bringing in Ronaldo and and Chelsea have kicked on another gear under Tuchel. Mm. So they still find, they still find it. It's still a strange one, isn't it? How like United are still there though. <laughs> like I feel like they've had a dreadful year, but they're not, they've not really, have they? I think like, they've just been underwhelming. I think they've invested a lot of money. I think the thing with United was they were meant to be closer to winning the league than they was fifth. And they're still been to clusters. Will they finish fourth? That's where it's been underwhelming for them. Like you bring in Ronaldo, you bring in Sancho, you bring in Varane. Like, why are you fighting with West Ham United for fourth? Like, that's yeah. where I think the frustration lies. But it's interesting. It's it's a very good question that I don't want to say we'll finish sixth, but I feel like fourth is a little bit too much of an ask. Yeah, I, th- I think coming back to the original question, I think sort of we're looking around sixth. I think I think we will finish above Spurs. This is a big statement to say with this much time <laughs> left in the season. Um, but I just feel like Spurs at the moment are very much shit or bust. Like yeah. they they turn over a very poor lead side on Saturday, and they a week after they beat Man City, but in between there they lost to Burnley. So. Like you, you, you really don't know what you're getting with them at the moment. I just feel like they're so inconsistent that that's going to cost them at the end of the season. Um, mm. They've got two games in hand on us at the moment and are three points behind. We've got a better goal difference. I just who they got? I can see us pipping them. Uh, their games in hand. Mm. Well, Arsenal's one of them, right? Yeah, Arsenal's one of them, and I don't know who the other one is. Um, I but yeah, will so find out for you. You do so that. Um, we kind of need a point there, don't we? Really. We don't want Tottenham winning it, do we? No, uh, no, no, definitely not. So, Brighton, if the thing Brighton is, away. That's a hard your, game. I'm, I'm your mate Potter. Brighton away. Yeah, that's not easy. I, my mate. So there, gonna, we, that's, there we that's go. That's, I can see. Yeah, they could that's an easily potential banana skin sort of game. So, um, we'll we'll come back to this. I think as as every week, I think we should come back with a where are we going to mm. finish this season? Especially now we're getting towards that run in. Uh, every game is is a very big game now, not just for us, but for every team. So uh, it's something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, so we will actually take a quick break now. And when we're back, we'll talk Europa League. What a tune. That is probably Absolutely. my all-time favourite, not necessarily the Boeing version, but that tune, one of my favourite ever clubbing, clubbing out, uh, tunes that. Hunt, you haven't been clubbing, James. That get, you yeah. the height restriction. You had to be over hey. to go <laughs> It says you, goes nappy night with kids. <laughs> yeah, that's well, anyway, um, anyway. Anyway, right. So last Friday lunchtime, <laughs> uh, we got the God. Europa League round of 16 draw um, after well, Thursday night's no. second legs. Uh, so I'll quickly go through the rest of the draw before we talk about our fixtures. 
Um, so it's Porto v Lyon, Real Betis v Eintracht Frankfurt, Barcelona v Galatasaray, Rangers face Red Star, Braga v Monaco, Atalanta v Leverkusen, uh, RB Leipzig v Spartak Mons- Moscow has now been cancelled as Spartak Moscow have been kicked out um, with obviously the Russian invasion of Ukraine and they've suspended all Russian teams. So Leipzig get a, an automatic buy through to the quarters. Um, and obviously that leaves us drawn against the team that have won the competition four of the last five times they've been in the knockout stages. Of course. They've only so knocked one knockout in like 25. It's ridiculous. But that one time they lost in the knockout stages, do you know who they lost to? Can I guess? Is it Fulham? No. I'm going to guess that they got knocked out too. What year was it? It was in 2019. I'm going to go for Leicester City. No. So, it was Slavia Prague and Thomas Suchek scored in the second leg. Wow. Uh, And it it went to penalties. Um, Slavia Prague. Oh no, sorry. It went, Slavia Prague won six five after on after extra time uh, on after the second leg. Um, and yes, yeah, Suchek scored in that second leg. But in that time, some of the teams they've beaten in the Europa League include Liverpool, Man United, Inter, Roma, Porto, and Benfica. So they have got some real pedigree in this competition. Hmm. I mean, it, it also just dawned on me that that first leg is nine days away. Uh, as we record this, how do you guys feel about this draw? I'll start Can't with you, wait. Jamie. <sighs> Probably couldn't get any harder. Because um, what they're very good at is defensively. They're solid as hell. They've got players like Jules Kunde, who were linked with Chelsea back in the summer. Uh, that one Jordan who we tried to sign back in the summer of 2019 uh, is there. They're a really solid team. And there's a reason that they're currently second in um, La Liga. Like, I know La Liga's not as strong as it used to be, but they're a really good side. Like I'm just looking up who their top goal scorer is this season. Um, so their top goal scorer this year has only got eight goals. Rafael Mur, who's a 19-year-old, I believe, young. Uh, sorry, 24-year-old, who they signed from Wolves. So they haven't got a clear out-and-out goal scorer, but I think the issue lies from where do we break these down? Are we good enough to exploit them defensively? And uh, I guess that's where my worry lies. Really? If you, only look lost at, yeah, so if you look at La Liga, they've only lost two games in the league this season. And in 26 games, they've only conceded 18 goals. That's the best defensive record in the league. Mm-hmm. So right. we're going to have to then, be on top of our game. I was watching, I think it was, I think it was, I was watching Talk Sport. I might have been the, might have been the morning show. It was Jim White, I think, with Sam Jordan. And they interviewed the correspondent that is the Europa League correspondent that that knows Sevilla quite well. And he said, because like, I were asking him, like, what, what do you think of, like, West Ham's chances against Sevilla? And it's like, to be honest, they're, they're one of these teams that obviously counter-attack quite well. Um, 
that diff played different spot style of football to Sevilla. Um, but where West Ham's strengths are their set pieces as well, Sevilla's weaknesses are their are their set pieces. So they think if West Ham are going to exploit Sevilla in any way, it possibly would be from corners and free kicks, um, where you know obviously where we we score quite a few goals from. Um, but so while I'm doing that, Jack, uh, Mick, would you check the set how many goals conceded Sevilla have had from set pieces, if you can somehow? It's a tough Fact, call. That, that is a tough one. I'll, I'll be working on it. Yeah. So, but it's. I've not watched Sevilla since they played in against United. So it's was it was Sevilla that played United last year, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was yes. Villarreal. Oh, Villarreal. Year before, year before. So they've so, so Sevilla is how many times they won? Did you say four? Four, four of the last, last five times five. they've been in the uh... in the final. And they've won in it. The, That's mad. In, no, four, four of the last five times they've been in the knockout stages. In knockout stages. So they're quite... So When was the last time... They won it. They've won it, haven't they, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah when was the last time they won? Uh, back in 2019. Uh, 2020, I believe. Yeah, let me get up um, their history because it will... Who's the man... They have won the Europa League in 2019-20, They won it three years in a row wow. on my Emery. Then they won it back in 2019-20. So, yeah, they're, they've got good pedigree. They've got good pedigree. But like I said, like, look, we're, we're, we're the type of team that I think when we turn up, no one wants to play us. I think this the teams who were on... Their side of the draw, so the Seville's, the Barcelona's, the uh, Atalanta's, probably would have wanted to avoid us most. Uh, yeah, I, I do feel like when they look, when you look about the other teams across Europe, I think that you're getting a different style of football, and like they know that we've got, they've probably watched our games and how we've been playing against, how we get on against Man City, how we got to get on against Liverpool or whatever. I'm sure they're going to watch us on the occasion, um, and when we dig in. And we we turn up in the day. I think when you've got a world class centre centre midfield, centre midfielder, you've got you've got a chance. You've got a chance. And if you you add the the other elements into the equation, if Zuma's on his game, Dawson's on his game, Antonio's on his game, and Bowen's on his, yeah, that's 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 some some really good players there, that they've they think we they've got to then they've got a break. In the day, I've got to look at they've got a break through us as well. They've yeah. got to get through us. I'm going to quickly look it up, like early odds on the match. They've got, they've got uh, Torres now, right? Nah, Ferran Torres at Barcelona. Is it Barcelona? Uh, so, Seville in their home leg, so leg next Thursday, Seville are 6-7, to seven, West Ham are 16-5, to five, and the draw is 12-5. to five. So, they are the favourites, arguably, for this tie. But I think yeah. you've got to look at it and go, if West Ham win this leg... Who else is there to fear? Because if we can beat Seville, we can beat Barcelona. We can beat RB Leipzig. Like, Seville are just as good as these sides. Like, there's a yeah. reason they're, I think, second favourite for the tournament. I would say being second in the in, in the La Liga is is similar pedigree to being in a... Is It's is almost like being, being fourth and fifth in the Premier League. 
probably could get you second or third in La Liga in terms of how good you are as a club. Because in, as much in any as, other year, I'd disagree with you because normally it's just Real Madrid, Barcelona and Atleti. And but they've been, the they've been below par now. Barcelona are poor, Atletico. Yeah. Uh, but Barcelona are getting better though. They're, they're Chevy's there. Like, they're recovering, the league, yeah. La Liga's a shit, uh, like shit now. La Liga's terrible. And the standard football's dropped. Like, it's one of the weaker divisions to play football these days. Yeah, it will come back around though eventually. It's just, I think, you know, when the youngsters, at the end of the day, once the, young, once the, older, the older players have all retired, left, moved on, the youngsters are still going to be talented, aren't they? And the Barca academies, the Real Madrid academies are still going to produce the same talent. So they're still going to get, they're just still going to get more messies come from, or say messies, more, you know, for good players like that come through the ranks Atletico would be the same you know they're massive clubs so they're gonna or they're never gonna like look at because look at even look at Man United and Chelsea like Chelsea last year before last had a poor season and they come ninth I think mm. and Man United they're having a, a dreadful season apparently but they're still fourth but even these these big clubs like they they just don't it, a bad season for them is just not winning every week and you know they're gonna have a dip and you know they'll probably bounce back these big clubs but luckily for us i think at the moment if you're going to get barca you got to get them now <laughs> it looks like yeah. i was just checking last three so they came fourth last year uh year and the year before and they're probably going to come second in the league this year so oh, I, I, yeah they're on, a, they're on a bit of form and at the end of the day they might look at that they might, they might be, yeah, but they might be keeping an eye on that jay you got to think about it like if you're got a chance of getting in automatic qualification for Champions League or play your best team twice against West Ham in Europa and then I don't know what do you do like if you're in if you're in sorry in Sevilla's I thought you you want you want to win wouldn't you of course you want to win but imagine if West Ham were in this situation we were second in the Premier League at the moment chasing Man City imagine if this actually happened and we were in the last 16 against Sevilla, what would you want to do? Would you I'd want us? Sevilla. Would you? We're not going yeah. to Man City. <laughs> no, no, but what I mean is you wouldn't want to keep that second spot. I'd yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'd, it's second, like, especially with the gap, they're eight points ahead of third. So... They've got a big gap, like they're nine points ahead of fifth where you drop into the Europa League. So that's three games head start. Um, I would be focusing on a cup because... I'd love to win a cup. It's also, if you win the Europa League and you finish fifth, well, all right, I'm still in the Champions League. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, there is that. There is that. Like, of course, like, you're not wrong. I wasn't saying that's what I, mm. I would do. I probably would agree with you because of the fact that I've never seen West Ham win anything. But I guess if you're on a, a club like these guys that are, you, that have got silverware before in the past, you know, you, you, you um, it what was his name? It was I think it was Jason Cundy was saying that he would rather see Champions League football than win. The FA Cup or something like that. People like or that, we, or, so, or see England, or even see England win the World Cup. It's rather get. I was like, nah, you can't. You can't think like that for me. People, they're all. You idiots. can't. You can't. Yeah, I'll just like. I find it entertaining, but it's just. Um, it's just. I don't know. It's a tough call, but I think we've got to go out there with just nothing to lose. Really, with the underdog. Mm. You know, everyone in else in Europe, apart from Arsenal, Tottenham, 
and Chelsea fans will probably be rooting for us to win. So we've got the the country behind us, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll um, we'll obviously talk a little bit more about that next week. Um, let's quickly shift gears now to uh, Wednesday night, tomorrow night as we're recording, and the FA Cup fifth round tie. Uh, we travelled to St Mary's to take on a, a pretty informed Southampton side mm. at the moment. Um, they're unbeaten in their last six, I believe, uh, and they're on a good run if you go back further than that. Uh, I think they, they've only lost once in the league since uh, they played us uh, in back just after Christmas uh, when they beat us 3-2 at the London Stadium. So they're very much an in, informed side at the moment. Um, I did just look at you, though, our, our FA Cup history with Southampton. Uh, we've never lost to them in the FA Cup. No. Played them six times. Um, first in... Whoa, 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 whoa. Jump in the gun, Matthew. Uh, blew me low too early. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so first played them in January 1920 in the FA Cup. Uh, drew 0-0 and then won the replay five days later, 3-1. Then in 1923, we drew one all uh, away. And then in the first replay, we drew one all at home. And then in the second replay, back in the days of you just kept going until somebody won, uh, we beat them 1-0. And then the most recent meeting was uh, January 1975, uh, down again at Southampton. Um, and we won 2-1, goal from Frank Lampard and Bobby Gould. Mm. There you go. So, yeah, we um, our FA Cup pedigree is good. Jamie, how do you see this one going? I'd do anything to win this. I'd happily lose Saturday comfortably if it meant we won this game because I'd do anything for a cup run and to go to Wembley and watch West Ham. Uh, it won't be easy, as you said. Southampton are playing really good football at the moment. Arguably one of the better teams in the league at the moment. Mid-table obscurity, so they can play a strong side here with no pressure. Uh once again, if it was at Upton, uh, Upton Park, if it was at our ground, I think I'd be a lot more confident. But both times we've played Southampton this year, we've lost and drew. I mean, almost lost at St Mary's. It'll be a good win if we win, a really good win, because arguably one of the... After City, Chelsea and Liverpool, this was the team you probably want to avoid most. Uh, I think we do lose in extra time, just because I think they're in good form. I st- I'd, I'd like me to be proven wrong because I don't, I want Sunday not just to be like a one-off. I want to be shown that our form's turn. So I'm going to go 2-1 Southampton. After, sorry, 1-1 Southampton winning extra time. So first goal to be scored by uh, Manuel Lanzini. But if we win this game, I think we've got to take the FA Cup seriously. You're at the quarterfinals by that point. One game from Wembley. Yeah. All you're then hoping is you don't get a Chelsea or a Liverpool or a City because I'll be shocked if none of them go through. Well, City are currently... They've won. It's it's all over then, is it? Last I saw it was 2-0. So uh, that's one of them through. Uh, Of course, they always get an easy tie. So Peterborough was never going to be 
any real challenge for them. Tottenham's still nil-nil at the moment, so that could be a good one if they get knocked yeah. out. And you'd expect Chelsea to, to turn Luton over tomorrow yeah. night as the, play the same time as us. James, um, how do you see this one going? Uh, what sort of and also what sort of lineup do you think we might go with? Uh, will there be a similar situation to Sunday? Will there be a bit of rest and rotation? Would you? Reckon? Um, I reckon that Noble will play. Um, I don't think he'll rest both Noble, uh, Suchek, and Rice. He might do, but I don't think he will. Um, Can I, I just think, ask a question? Okay. Would you rather see Rice and Suchek tomorrow if it meant Noble played on Saturday against Liverpool? Yeah. 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 I thought that would be I, I would I would play a full strength side tomorrow and then and because I, I think, you know, as much as I think that we could get a point against Liverpool away, we could do, you know, we, they they're entitled to so they're they're only human. <laughs> they can have off days. Yeah. You know. Um it's a free I, hit, really. It's a free hit. It is a free hit. Um, they might still be hungover from Sunday. You never know. <laughs> so I, I, I would go for that. Gone searching for his chewing gum. I think he only just got back to Anfield. I think Harvey Elliott's busy with a flare. <laughs> I know Steph, I know Southampton are in good form. They're a very good form at the moment. They're a good side, and we struggled last time we played them away. But I do think now Suchek has got his girl back. I think Moyes will play him again. And I think he will score again. And I'm going to go for a 1-0 win in the second half. And there's a goal in the second half. I reckon it'll be a cagey 0-0. Not much chances going on. And I think we'll end up moaning on the chat about fucking lack of opportunities we've made. And then in the second half, I reckon he'll probably bring on someone like Rice if they're, if they're off the pitch. They'll bring on Lanzini if he's off uh, to try and sort of change the game a little bit because it's gone stale, and then we'll win it 1-0. That's what I think. I probably am wrong, because I've been wrong pretty much every fucking week. That's why you're bottom of the table. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that table. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that table. Um, so, as things stand, if I bring us up to date off the last two games... Be good if um, you put a screen share on, Mig. I could do if you wanted me to. I do. So, we've got people that watch this show as well, believe it or not. I don't believe you. I don't believe well, that for a minute. Well, there we go. You'll see here the last two weeks of results. So the Newcastle game <laughs> did well there. <laughs> two of us predicted the one all. Uh, no one obviously got the Dawson. James decided that he was going to stick with Dawson and go for two all for the Wolves game, but we all blanked. None of us picking up any points. And this is how it leaves us in the table as things stand. So, James still bringing up the rear on 52 <laughs> points. Jamie now level with Daryl on 71, thanks to his oh. correct one-all prediction of the Newcastle game. And I am racing ahead on 88 Your points. Your first goal score, a correct score, was a big dub for you there. That, that is what's done me, yeah. Um, and you can see I've already locked in my prediction for tomorrow night as well. I'm also uh, going for a one on draw and I'm going for Bowen to refine his goal scoring form. Um, we can all dream Bowen's on fire, so on, so forth. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a tight one. Um, I'll get rid of that now. 
Um, I think it's going to be a tight one. I am. I wouldn't say I'm confident. Uh, I think, like we we've all said, they're 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 a form side at the moment. I'd imagine they'll be going out pretty much full strength as well, uh, because they're in a similar situation to us uh, in that they will be taking this competition seriously. They've got a real chance. They'll see it similar to what Jamie said. If we get past this one, one game from Wembley, if you avoid a big side in the in the quarters you've got a real good chance of getting there. Yeah. Um, and if you look at sort of their lineup from the Norwich game on Friday night, I know it was Norwich, um, but Armstrong's been in decent form recently. They've got sort of a choice of um, Adams, Adam Armstrong and Brozier up front. Um, seems to be Adams and Brozier are the two that he goes for at the moment. Obviously, Ward-Prowse is always dangerous, um, both from set pieces and from open play. Uh, and they, they've been a little bit better defensively recently as well. Uh, I know obviously Norwich didn't really propose any threat because they are terrible, but I just think in general, they're, they're a well-rounded and balanced side. They're not a side. There's no other than Ward Prowse. You could argue there's no real superstar in this side. It's no. not as though they've got someone of, of the likes of Antonio or Bowen when he's been in this form but they're just a really good and well-drilled side. And I think Hassan Hootall has really drilled them well. So um, I think it's going to be a tough one. They haven't got like a foot, like a pure goal scorer too. Like the goals are all shared round, similar like us, like six to Ward-Prowse, seven to Adams, six to Brozier, uh, Elianusi, Bednarek, both on three. So the goals are shared about a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think... Like we've all said, it's going to be a tight one. I, I've predicted to go to extra time. Um, I think it could be one of those games. One goal could win it either way. Uh, mm. So it's it's definitely going to be an interesting one. We'll obviously get Daryl's prediction um, before the game tomorrow night, uh, if he ever... I also will lose. <laughs> yeah, Daryl, we're going to Edinburgh for your stag. <laughs> Throw in another one, why don't you? <laughs> Um, I need to actually keep track because I'll probably double say one of them soon. <laughs> oh, at some point, yeah. Uh, anyone else got anything before we close nah. off for this week? <laughs> James is in a hurry. <laughs> nah, uh, in that case, uh, I will say, as always, like us on Facebook uh, with Pretty Bubbles Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bubbles underscore podcast. Instagram, Pretty underscore Bubbles underscore podcast uh of course like and subscribe on youtube if you're watching on youtube hit that like button right now and then go down and, and subscribe to the channel and then hit that notification bell so you'll get the notification whenever we post a new podcast uh obviously we'll be back after the southampton game to look ahead to saturday's trip to anfield uh and give all the fallout from well maybe we'll see <laughs> <laughs> i can say that we will whether we do or not it's a completely different man i can right. tell you what daryl daryl won't be yeah me and jamie will be back carrying it as always um because Just... someone's got to keep this thing going someone's got to keep this show on the road yeah both of us go on holiday podcast forget get better now get, get, get <laughs> There we go. Um, anyway, thanks, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, of course, always get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, and that leaves us with just one thing left to say. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons.